You're listening to the Behavior Change Marketing Bootcamp Podcast for people passionate about making a positive change. We believe understanding your audience is the key to maximum impact, and behavioral science takes this to a whole new level. Join your host, Ruth Dale, and expert guests to explore biases, beliefs, why we do what we do, and why we don't do what we said we would do. Hello. So the following episode is with the host of a YouTube channel called Pete's Bits, and it's spelt Pete with bits in caps and no spaces. And we really highly recommend everyone hops over there after they've listened to this podcast, of course, (laughs) hops over there though and checks out the videos because they are fantastic at explaining behavioral science in really simple, creative and energetic ways. And Pete did a fantastic video on TikTok. So we had to get him here and we're bringing this interview forward and publishing it early so that we can get it out to as many of you as possible because we know lots of our listeners have been asking us about the best way to engage with young people. So I'm not going to go on, but just do listen out. Pete introduces the concept of the science of habits and what it takes to build a habit and the importance of lack of decision points and the importance of variable rewards and of course repetition. So I would say listen out from personal perspective because it's absolutely fascinating to think about the forces that shape our decisions. Who knew it wasn't 100% our own thinking? And um, of course, listen out for how it's being used to shape your audience's decisions. And so without further ado, let's hop over to the interview with Pete. Hello and welcome to Behaviour Change Bootcamp. This podcast is dedicated to all the TikTok users out there and anyone who is working to engage with our youth audiences. We have an absolutely fantastic guest here with us today. He is a complete expert on behavioral science. He has done a most fantastic video dedicated to TikTok and other platforms as well. And he's going to be explaining to us what exactly a behavioral scientist does, why TikTok is like the crack cocaine of the social media apps. And he's going to be sharing with us some tips and ideas on what you can do to understand a little bit more about this fascinating app. So I'm going to go straight over to you, Pete, to introduce yourself. Tell us how you got into behavioral science. Thanks, Ruth. Hi, everyone. My name is Peter Judodi Hajo. I am a master's student of behavioral and economic science at the University of Warwick. And if you're unfamiliar with behavioral economics science as a concept, I can tell you about some of the modules that I do at uni that might help uh, help you understand what kind of things that I do. So some examples of things that we do is nudging and behavior change and persuasion. That's one of the modules I take. Another module is neuroeconomics, where we look at the neuroscience of decision-making And I also do a lot of coding as well, where I process data and I learn how to use R. And that allows us to do experiments where we can collect a lot of data about how people really behave in the real world and process it in a way that is statistically meaningful. And that's kind of what behavioral science is all about. It's sort of testing what makes people change their decision and what makes people do the behaviors that they do in the real world. That's fantastic, Pete. And thank you so much for joining us here today. Just a little bit about TikTok before we get started. So to use TikTok, you need to be age 13 and up. But are we correct in understanding kind of it's broadly between 16 to 24 year olds that use it? 
Yeah, from what I understand, that's the demographic distribution um, of TikTok. Although that being said, their user base is currently over 2 billion, but in terms of downloads. And so even if the majority of people are on there, that's not to say there's not going to be millions of other people outside of that age range also. Yeah. So as a mum of two boys, it is slightly terrifying. I have been on TikTok and I have been looking at it and I can completely agree. It is incredibly, incredibly addictive. And so let's start, Pete, with first of all, tell us why you started your YouTube channel, where we can go to find it. And then we will dive in and break down some of the absolutely fascinating points that you shared with us on TikTok. Thank you, Ruth. So my YouTube channel is called Pete's Bits, named after myself. And the Bits is an acronym. It stands for Behavioral Insights and Theories. And the purpose of the YouTube channel was really to get people excited about behavioral science and kind of see what are the forces in their environment that are shaping their decisions on a day-to-day basis and sort of providing that in a very accessible and easy to understand format and also hopefully in a way that's also entertaining so you don't have to learn about behavioral science just from reading lots of boring academic papers but instead you can hear me talk about the services that you use every day and how your decision making is being shaped by the forces that they're influencing on you. And I have to say it does do exactly that so everyone hop over there and subscribe and have a quick look but today we're going to focus in on the TikTok episode. And this really grabbed my attention because I know a lot of the listeners, communication leads and marketing leads are really focusing in on how they can engage young people. And we have at our heart, at our core, that we must understand our audience in order to get effective messaging. And part of that is understanding, you know, what platforms they're on, even if we're not using it for paid for marketing, understanding what content's interesting to them. And I have to say, I think just my brief usage of TikTok shows me that TikTok have got it right. They completely get their audience, but also they are using behavioral science in their design. So I'm going to hand to Pete to talk it through because he will do a much better job than me. So Pete, why is TikTok like crack cocaine? TikTok is an incredibly addictive experience. And I think the first thing to understand about any anything that's addictive is to understand why it's rewarding for the user. So when it comes to addiction, we know that what makes something rewarding in the brain is something we call a prediction error, which means that we can't anticipate how rewarding an experience is going to be. And TikTok leverages this prediction error mechanism in the most powerful way it can, in the sense that every time you're scrolling through TikTok, you go through video after video after video, you have no idea which videos are going to be rewarding and entertaining and which ones are going to be kind of boring. And it's that unpredictability, that failure for you to be able to know for sure that something is going to be rewarding that makes it so enjoyable to use as a user and can actually develop addictions very, very quickly. Oh, that's brilliant. So the concept of reward, they really know how to use that concept. And I think that is a familiar one for everyone. And you also mentioned something about decision points. What is a decision point and how do TikTok use it? Or I think rather how to TikTok eliminate it is probably a better way to think about it. Um, Brilliant. Decision points is a very useful way to think about applying behavioral science in your user experience, your UX. And so in behavioral science, we have this concept called friction. And friction is basically every time that you're slowed down performing a behavior. So examples of friction could be proximity, like distance to yourself. So if I want to encourage you to eat more apples, for example, one of the best things that I could do to get you to eat more apples would be to put a bowl of apples on your desk. 
If it's within arm's reach of you all day long, it's a very low friction activity for you to engage in. And we know that when friction is reduced, people engage in the behavior more. Decision points kind of summarize the literature around friction into this idea that every time someone has to make a decision while using your platform, that's a decision point. So usually when we use other video platforms, for example, YouTube or Netflix, we would have to log into the service and then we'd have to have a decision. What do I want to watch next? TikTok is aggressively removing these decision points to make the experience as seamless and frictionless as possible, which means as soon as you launch the app, a video pops up right away and you don't have any say about what video you see. It just starts playing as soon as you open it. And it's this aggressive removal of, of decision points. You never have to decide what you want to watch next. TikTok decides that for you all the time. And it's literally called for you on TikTok, for you page. And they decide for you what oh, to <laughs> right, so... I wondered how it knew what I wanted to watch. So that's just automatic. That is removing the decision point. Exactly. And so you can also think how this plays into other experiences that you use. For example, when you use Netflix, you'll notice that after you complete one episode, the next one automatically starts queued up. Yes. Right. So that's another example of removing a decision point. So rather than you having to exit the episode and then click on the next one, because what we find is that every time people make a decision point, that's a potential time for them to exit your platform. And so if you want to get people to spend longer on your platform, which is exactly what TikTok wants aggressively. You want to be removing these decision points, these opportunities for your users to exit your platform. And so that's why they do that. Oh, that's fantastic. That is so fascinating. And I don't think there's anyone listening who hasn't experienced either the Netflix continuation, the, the binge watching, especially during lockdown. And of course, as marketers, we completely understand the concept of not wanting to lose our audience, not wanting them to hop to someone else's platform or someone else's show. And there was another concept in your video, which I thought was fascinating. You called it the science of habits. Um, could you explain a little bit more how TikTok sort of builds on the science of habits? Sure. So I think first we should understand what habits are from a scientific point of view. So habits, we actually think of them as mental shortcuts. And so they're when a behavior becomes automatic for you, where you don't have to think about what you want to do next, you just act based on what you've done before in the past. And so it's connecting your environment to a behavior in a way that makes the behavior automatic. So a good example would be you can think if you drink coffee in the morning for breakfast, right? So a lot of people have very strong coffee making habits. So they'll wake up in the morning and they don't think, do I need to make coffee? They just start making the coffee. And you know it's a habit because you can do it without thinking about what you're doing, right? You just... Oh, you're, yes. <laughs> so you're just, you know, you're, you're grinding your beans or whatever your process is, but you're, you're doing all these things and you're able to think about, oh, what, you know, what do I need to do later in the day while you're doing it? And that's how you know something's a habit because you're able to do it mindlessly. Okay. The habit that TikTok is trying to build is extremely simple. And that is to swipe to the next video. And it's very aggressively simple because the entire screen real estate of your phone becomes where you can swipe. So you can swipe in any vaguely upward direction on the screen and the next video will start playing. Okay. And so the reason why TikTok is so successful in building habits is because it is so simple. And so when we think about habits, we think about how complex is the behavior that people are trying to build. And the more complex it is, 
the longer those habits take to develop. So the example I give in the video is uh, going to the gym, right? So that's a, that's a very common habit that a lot of people want to have to start working out. But if you think about going to the gym, it's actually a lot of decisions that you have to make automatic, right? You have to know what you're going to wear, when you're going to go, what you're going to do when you get there, how long you're going to work out for with who, right? There's a lot of different behaviors that you're trying to make automatic. And when you have this sort of big long list of behaviors, it makes the habit development process longer and harder, which is why a lot of people struggle to build gym habits, despite the best intentions to do so. With TikTok, the habit is so aggressively simple. Just swipe anywhere on your screen. So these habits are so simple that they take virtually no time to build at all. You can build it in, in a few repetitions. And, and so repetitions is kind of the key to building habits, right? You, you, do, you perform mm-hmm. the same behavior in the same way, you know, again and again and again. And with TikTok, the videos are only 10 or 15 seconds long. And so within a few minutes, you can practice that swiping motion very quickly. And then that habit will form in your brain extremely fast. See, for for me, I've been in public health and behaviour change for too long. And honestly, that was a new concept that my brain welcomed this idea that I could change my habits if they're very, very simple, but with speed and effectiveness. Because we tend to work in areas where, for example, we're helping people quit smoking or just like you say, getting active more. Mm-hmm. And Often um, we have it in our heads that change is very hard. It takes a long time. And so I was delighted to hear that actually habits can be simple. They can be built quickly, mm-hmm. but also then slightly terrified that a social platform out there knew more than me about me and knew how to manipulate my habits. So I would actually you know, build something that, like you just said, once it is a habit, is practically subconscious. So that was incredibly interesting. And I thought if if that is just something that everyone should know. And I think as we build content as marketed as well, there's there's some learning there for us around how quick and easy and simple it is. Mm -hmm. But also TikTok is using other people's content. It's a platform. They don't even develop the content. They've just set up the platform to bring it all to them. They're like a big magnet content. (laughs) Of course they are. That's what they are. But, you know, it's just so clever the way they bring these concepts together Mm -hmm. and the end result of it. The real genius of TikTok is when you combine the rewards that I talked about at the start, and then you combine that with this simple habit, because habits only develop when the behavior is rewarding for the user. So what we see in TikTok is you have a very simple habit, just swipe up, and then you have these variable rewards, right? So you have very funny videos, or you have not that funny videos, or you know very interesting videos, or not very interesting videos. And so when you're combining these variable rewards with a very simple habit, you form very strong addictions very, very quickly. The classic comparison for these kinds of addictions is the slot machines that you'd have in Las Vegas, right? So you... Right. Every time you crank the handle or or push the the button on the slot machine, you know, the the, the wheels start spinning and you don't know whether you're going to win or not. Oh, yeah, that kind of mini excitement. And it's not the end of the world if you don't win either. You're not, you know, there's not too much at stake often or hopefully... Well, it, it can, you know, it can ruin people's lives, right? These things that they're, they're extremely. I mean, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> I'm, th- I'm thinking um, of the penny slot machines. <laughs> right, you know, they, they operate on a similar concept, but it's this idea that you have, you know, a very simple behavior with a variable reward, and so you can think about swiping to the next video on TikTok. It's like cranking that handle on the slot machine. Every time you swipe, you're rolling your odds, you're rolling the dice on whether you're going to 
win big in terms of a very entertaining video or not. And yeah. it literally operates on the same mechanism. We can track this in the brain as well. It's using a very powerful hormone called dopamine, which, which, which is what guides our behaviors. And so you can track the dopamine in people's brain and it literally operates on exactly the same yeah. mechanism. That's fascinating. And um, do I see in your video that one of your friends had actually, is it in TikTok? There's a stop button. They've recommend a nudge to help people like yeah. say because as, as we start talking and if you, you start using the words addiction it becomes a little bit sinister it's a, and especially mm. in public health where we do work to support people combat addiction and you think gosh that's fantastic there's is that there that nudge to help prevent that or is that coming or was that an idea that was an idea by one of my friends called dan benoni who works at a company called growth design so i, I fully credit him because you know it was, it was totally his idea for this but obviously digital well-being is a very important issue right like people mm -hmm. spending way far too much time on their on their phones it's not it's not good for us especially on, on tiktok where it's not really adding that much value to your life most of the time and so he he suggested implementing this stop screen which I think is a very humane nudge. So it's basically, it prevents this pattern of you just swiping up and swiping up and swiping up and swiping up. It's like, you know, imagine the, the slot machine again. Imagine someone puts a lock on the handle all of a sudden. So you've done a hundred cranks and then suddenly the handle won't budge anymore and you literally can't okay. move it anymore. And so that's kind of what his nudge was. And it's, it's breaking this use pattern so that you're introduced to it, a decision point and you can say, okay, well, do I actually want to continue watching or have I spent too long of it now? Because the experience of TikTok is that you log in and then three hours just evaporate and you have no idea what happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so but by introducing this kind of, of nudge, it's really powerful. But the interesting thing is, I didn't talk about this in the video, but uh, Dan talks about it in his, in his comic, is that TikTok tried to introduce a well-being nudge, but it was kind of, it was sort of like a, for appearances only, because the way it works was that one of the videos that you saw on your scroll through your page would be this video from TikTok saying, hey, maybe you should take a, a break now, right? Okay. But the, prob the problem with that nudge is that it didn't break your pattern because all you had to do to get past it was just swipe again, <laughs> which is what you were doing anyway. And then suddenly you're back uh... in the loop again. So introducing this sort of full break in the use pattern, I thought was a really clever way of being humane yeah. as a platform. You know? Yeah, yeah, responsible. Like mm -hmm. you say, putting the lock on, time out. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, that's brilliant. Thank you so much. So just to recap for everyone listening, there's kind of three key points to take away in boot camp style. Your three points of learning are the one decision points to reward habits will build towards based on the reward that they get. But habits can be simple. And actually, the rewards are fairly simple. And I think for me, I, I really took that was the big thing I took away was the simplicity of TikTok and how is the three coming together or the lack of decision points. I can hear you shouting at me, no, take no, them no. out, take them out, take them out, take them out. <laughs> but just even that, even thinking about the decision points that we use every day in marketing that we're perhaps not aware of, even just starting to see where we can help in apply this concept of frictionless will really, really help improve our engagement and really, really help us reach younger people. Never to TikTok style, hopefully. I don't think anyone could ever be as the, is there any up and coming more social media apps like TikTok on the way well, I that think we all should the, be aware of? 
a lot of the big social media companies are trying to copy them. Instagram has introduced Instagram, uh, that version of TikTok, but it doesn't work as well because it isn't as aggressively frictionless as TikTok is. You still have these decision points on it. Okay. But so I think, um, yeah. So for all the parents out there, I think we prefer that one then. <laughs> the least, uh, the least, it's the more decision points, the least aggressively frictionless it is, the better, probably, like you say, for your mental well being when it comes to our digital behavior. Definitely. So thank you so much, Pete. This is absolutely incredibly interesting. And we have these kind of questions that we ask at the end of every interview. So we're going to ask Pete. What is the one bit of advice that you would give to someone who just wants to start out or learn more about behavioral science? So the number one piece of advice I can give to anyone who wants to learn more about behavioral science is subscribe to my YouTube channel. (laughs) You can search Pete's Bits on YouTube. It should be the first result. I have an orange logo with a brain on it. Definitely. I think that's a, I mean, I am biased, obviously, but I think it's a very accessible way for people to learn about the basic concepts of behavioral science and how it's being applied in their day-to-day life. And if I was to recommend a book for you to read more on, I would recommend Wendy Wood's new book, Good Habits, Bad Habits. So if you're interested in this idea of habits, how to build them, how to break bad ones, what are the forces that drive the formation of habits and what are the forces that stop you from being able to quit those bad habits, it's the best book for you to read, uh, Good Habits, Bad Habits, Wendy Wood. Thank you, Pete. And I second both of them. The YouTube channel is absolutely fascinating. I love it. I always look forward to your next video. And yes, Wendy Wood is the guru on habits. Read that book, if only for your self-care, as well as applying it in the workplace. And it's a really easy read and it's it's just brilliant. So we'll put both those links in the show notes for you. And final question, as always, to Pete is, when are you happiest and what makes you your best self? I'm happiest when I'm in a flow state of working, you know, when, I'm, when I'm fully immersed in whatever I'm doing. It could be editing a video, writing, even just reading or, or something. But when I'm, when I'm fully immersed in the work state and I have nothing else on my mind except the task I'm working on, that's I kind of when I'm happiest, I think. Oh, that's lovely, Pete. Oh, I love that. That's really, really nice. So not when you're scrolling TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that actually makes me a bit more sad. <laughs> that doesn't put you into your flow state. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. <laughs> Oh, Pete, honestly, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. I know this is going to be a fantastic episode. And thank you for having me. Oh, no, our pleasure. And I'm sure that we'll be watching your lots of your videos and speaking with you again soon. Okay. Thank you so much, Ruth. Thanks for listening. Did you enjoy this episode? If so, show us some love and leave a review on iTunes. We'll leave you with Ruth's favorite quote from Alice in Wonderland. I knew who I was this morning, but I've changed a few times since then. Got a favorite quote about the magic of change? Tell us over at the Behavior Change Marketing Bootcamp Group on LinkedIn. Join us for a Mad Hatter's Tea Party, virtually, 